0: Welcome to the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm Adam Payne, a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach, and your host here on Keeping It Business. Right, I'd like to introduce Lance Sullen, owner of Mindfulness Leicester. Um, I'll let uh, him introduce uh, you uh, or himself um, and talk around his business and that side. Uh, And then we'll go on to ask a few questions around business and Uh, everything about mindfulness your journey and things like that because i know i've got some interesting questions i want to ask you that i've found out around you from your website and things like that um so lance over to you yeah
1: mindfulness so many people say well what is it and mindfulness is simply about paying attention to what's happening you tune in to what's happening in the present moment that's yourself other people your environment and you try to see whether your interpretation is actually correct or whether you're just bringing the judgments from the past with you. In the sense you say, well, I know what this is. This happened before. It didn't work out very well. This is going to be no good as well. What you're doing there is ignoring the present moment and tainting it with the past. And you, you stay in touch with that moment by moment And if you can ask yourself, what's the most important thing for me to be doing in this moment, very rarely will you answer that with being angry, losing your rag. And if you align your behavior to the outcomes, you're on the right track. It's very, very simple, but it's not easy because the mind looks for patterns. It loves to put things onto autopilot, and it's what we do when we drive a car, when we walk down the street. We don't have to work out the mechanics of it as we we did when we were learning. But if we put our emotions onto autopilot, we're scattered all over the place. And what we learn with mindfulness is to look at an emotion rather than necessarily from it. So the potential for anger can be around, but we make the decision whether we let the anger lead us or whether we merely see it as one of our possibilities, but not the best one for us at the moment.
0: Yeah, because we've had this conversation, uh, I think, um, before on some of the um, Zoom meetings and networking uh, mm. stuff that we've done around. Um, I'd read the book, um, the Chimp Paradox, and um, the mind management side. And when we say uh, we're talking around that chimp and how it, it's it that's the first input that goes in. It, everything goes through that chimp, and how you react to that is based on the chimp. And the chimp will either let it go to the human or the computer, or, or, or going, uh, um carry on raging as it is like that anger i suppose in a way yeah. um is there, are there any tips and and things that you you can i mean I'll come back to the business side but as we discussed it, is there any tips and things tricks that you can uh, advise for people in that scenario how to recognize uh, that side um, yeah. or that that uh, that, that trigger
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, if you notice that your emotional state is, however you want to call it, um, angry, cheesed off, whatever it is, ask yourself, what am I doing to generate this feeling? And if you dig deep enough, you'll soon find out that you're telling yourself a story about what's happening. Either that this shouldn't be happening, or it should be, or you like it, or you don't like it. And all of those things come from the way in which you think. A large number of people who come to us talk about having stress and anxiety. Stress comes about not from what happens, but how you perceive and process it. And that's under our control. Yeah. So often people will say, everything's under control. And I say, sorry, very, very little is under control. All that's under control are your thoughts and your actions. The rest is what everybody else brings to the party, and then you have to choose how to respond to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I um, did uh, this little ex- I can't remember where I come, uh, came across it. Um, it was years back um, and I did it, and I noticed it then on a, on a um, website, uh, a little tool. And I did a video on it um, called uh, My Spheres of Influence, which is all around that what's in control, what you can influence and then everything else around it. And you can only work on what's you can control and what you can influence. Yeah. Everything else you've got to get rid of uh and take yeah. it out of your head. Um so I yeah totally on that. Yeah so-, so how did you because I know I know mindfulness Leicester has been going is it for about three, four years now?
1: That's right, yeah.
0: And what made you um Start that up from a business point of view, because before that, I think you were a linguist, and I think you did some other business uh, uh, management role, didn't you? Prior That's to right, that,
1: yeah. yeah, I used to work in the textile industry, selling knitting machines. oh ah, right. And I travelled all over the world doing that, and of course, as you travel, you're exposed to different influences, different philosophies. And I've always been involved in martial arts. Yep, and, you know, I karate and tai chi. I used to box and all that kind of thing. And a huge amount of the battles that you face there are in your mind. And it's amazing how the mental state affects the outcome. And a lot of this stuff seems to come over from the East. You know, we talk about Buddhist practice, Taoist practice, all this kind of thing, Gong Fu. But Shakespeare, who came from the West Midlands, said nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yeah. And we actually create reality in our own minds. To a far greater extent than we perhaps realize. You know, if the two of us were there and somebody else joined us for lunch and I produced some soup, I said, This is perfectly seasoned. The other person might say, Yes, you're right. It's just as, as I like it. You might say it's too salty. I might say it's not salty enough. And we're all right. Yeah. Because of the perception that we bring. And when you see how the perception can predict, can check influence the outcome, you realize how powerful the mind is and what a role it has to play in these things. And to give you a simple, for instance, when one of my sisters was 50, she lives in the south of Italy, married to an Italian guy, lives in Sorrento. We paid for her to have a trip, a hot air trip over the mountains for six hours. She thought it was fantastic, but there is no way you would get me in a wicker basket under a bag of hot air. No way in this earth. I would be terrified. So the same experience can produce two completely different outcomes
0: yeah,
1: the way in which you perceive and process it. And with time, you learn to be able to control that. Because if your response to to daily life, and that, that could be an email or a meeting or whatever, is to blow a fuse or to get depressed or angry about it, that's not because of the event. That's because of the way you're processing it. Yeah. And what happens is that you're processing in a part of the brain called the amygdala, which deals with fight, flight, or freeze, and was absolutely fantastic when there was a saber toothed tiger chasing you down. But now we're not chased by tigers, we're chased by emails and deadlines and pressure and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And commitments that we've made. And if those aren't working out for us, that's when we start to get stressed. Yeah, I mean, I. is to move the point of process into a part called the prefrontal cortex which deals with choice and analysis. So you have the stimulus and then you have the response. And one of my main teachers was an American uh, Buddhist musician and she said that every moment is the teacher. Every traffic light, every awkward employer or employee, every email, every phone call. Every moment is the teacher, because throughout the day, with all these interactions, we have a choice as to how we process them. And I was at British Gas a couple of weeks ago, again talking to them about stress and anxiety, and I said, has anybody got recent experience with stress? And this guy stuck his hand up, and I said, what's your stressful moment, then? He said, this morning, he said, I had to come in for a meeting, an international teleconference. Set off half an hour earlier to make sure I wouldn't be late, and I'm never late anyway. And as I turned onto Narborough Road South, it was solid, and there were blue lights flashing up ahead. And I couldn't turn off, so I just had to sit there. I said, how did you feel? He said, it really wound me up. I could feel my pulse. I could feel myself sweating. I loosened my tie. And I realized I was going to be late. And just as we're getting to the scene of the accident, because the police were directing cars around it. Everybody's queuing nicely, 15 miles an hour, and this BMW came flying down the outside and cut into my space. I said, how did that affect you? He said, I went mad. Lights, beep, 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 British Sign Language, all done with the fingers of one hand. And he said, it really tore me apart. I said, can you remember the model of the car? He says, yes, it's BMW 518i 2018 model. And he'd even rem- remembered the number plate. So I looked up on my phone and I said, that car is five metres long. At 15 miles an hour, he made you an eighth of a second later than you would have been. And four hours later, you're still chewed up about it. So I said, well, how could I have done, done differently? So I said, the guy was rude. He proved that to you. The guy was potentially driving a little bit dangerously. And you might regard him as an idiot. That's his problem. In his mind and in his heart leave it there and you'll
0: be absolutely fine yeah absolutely i, d- I had uh, um, a few days ago uh where are we now so uh last week actually i had an email um and this email oh it just buried itself It it, it wound me up Mm-hmm. And I let it wow me up. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. And I was trying all different ways of getting it out of my head because it actually stifled me and stopped me from mm-hmm. what I needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, I kept, and I had to take I had to down tools, stop what I was doing from a creative point of view and sort of doing some marketing because I'd let this bloody email dig into my head and my thought process, and I was allowing it. And it wasn't until I stood, like got hold of it and said, uh, I, you know, I've got no control over it. Mm. What control I have got over it, this influence I've got over it, I will put this action in place to do. And I'll do that on Thursday. of This was last week. Yeah. And that's the only way I could, uh, to move it on, uh, to, to get out of my head. It just, it just taking it and saying, can't you know? It needs to go. I've got to get rid of this thought process. What can mm-hmm. I do around it? This is what I can do. This action, right? Let's park it now. Let yeah. me get back to where I was. But it niggled me, and I'd allowed it. It was me that had done it. It would allowed me. Uh, you know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd made that decision that it was going to niggle me for a fair few bloody hours and stop me working. Yeah, um, <clears> so, <throat> yeah, it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, and so the, the, the mind, I think, is an is an absolute powerful. I'm just getting into it, as you know, from uh, from the um, the chimp paradox and, and things that because you recommended I think a book to me from Darren Brown Happy I think it was that's right yeah yeah uh, which I've got on my list I'm going to actually order uh, today or tomorrow um, to, to to give it a read I'm ordering a few books I need to to get back onto it um, so I'm getting into it and and I know it's a powerful thing from from what I've been through anyway because I know you've you as you I was going to bring this up you, your martial arts and everything like that you've been doing since. Or meditation of that size so is about nineteen seventy three is it seventies nineteen seventies How did you get into that land?
1: Primarily from the karate. The guy who taught me, and I still train with him now. He's eighty years old. He was sent over from Japan in nineteen sixty four, and he was twice all Japan champion. And his training sessions were very hard, very fair, but very focused. And you would walk off that dojo with like a wet rag. And he used to ask us to take our jackets off, put them on the back of a chair, kneel down and just sit still looking at the white jacket. And when you're 13 years old, you don't query this kind of thing. If a guy like that's told you to do it, you just do it.
0: Yeah.
1: But then I noticed that my muscles started to relax. My heart rate slowed down. I wasn't sweating as much. And I noticed a sense of calm. And that sitting still... Allowing thoughts to arise and then to pass without hanging on to them is the basic practice of Zen meditation. Okay, okay. And what he used to say was, you need to carry that mind of clarity into your martial arts, which are a metaphor for life, of course, because if if you can stay calm in the midst of feet flying at you and punches and knees and elbows and all this kind of thing, if you can maintain mental clarity, because you can't plan your next day or review your day when you've got a twice-or-japan champion in front of you. And I often used to think, if this guy wanted to, he could kill me. And that was enough to focus your mind. Yeah, yeah. You stay calm in the midst of that. And that's really is the whole key, because you want to carry that, that calm, meditative state into every aspect of your day. Because that way you deal with clarity and you deal with reality rather than the filters that we put, we put up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, I get to a, a stage where how can I say what I do is I, I, I can find myself and I allow this to happen is I can find myself. If I'm sitting, I'll close my eyes mm-hmm. and I'll just close my eyes and I'll let me thoughts wander. Yeah. And it's almost as if, like you're for me it's almost as if i'm asleep Mm -hmm. but i'm not i'm actually and i have some of my best thoughts and and ideas have come from that state Mm -hmm. because my mind is thinking whether it's some form of meditation i don't know but i'm just so relaxed so far yeah thinking (laughs) in my own allowing things to go and allowing the, Mm -hmm. the, the my mind to flow um i find it absolutely superb uh, you know, and if I get, if, if I'm getting, uh, feeling a little bit frustrated or, or, mm. um, uh, stressed, I suppose, um, in certain aspects, I, I, as I'm sat here now, sat, I'm sat in front of my desk, sitting on the chair, I'll just lean back and just close my eyes mm. and just allow myself just to calm and think and, and, and carry and right as rain. Then for me, I just, it's yeah. just gone and I just. <clears throat> That's
1: pretty close because. If you got to that stage where
0: you sat back and
1: allowed everything to settle, and then opened your eyes and took that clarity and calmness with you, then you're into something. Yeah. Because thoughts are only mental events; they, they come into the mind. We don't have to treat them as though they're statements of fact, as though they are as though they are signs of what we must do immediately. You know, if you get a hunger pang. It doesn't mean that you have to go and eat a meal straight away it's just a reminder that a couple of hours time i'll be able to lunch the you know, thoughts arise like waves on the ocean and they're just part of the activity of the mind we don't have to respond to every individual one and be drawn away from what we're deeming to be the most important thing
0: yeah because i and that is that for me is is my thoughts because i'll come up with loads of different things and it is as i'm thinking but there'll be one particular one that stands out for me. And that, that's mm. the one that I actually pick out and I'll go and I'll go and do something with. Um, cause I find it for me, I find it very, very useful for just having that, that, uh, 10, 15 minutes. That's probably all it is mm. just relaxed and just thought process and allowing it to go where I need it to go. And then I can, I, I carry on with it. Yeah. Um, so from you, 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 1970s martial arts 13 years old going into that side i noticed so were you you were traveling around um globally you said so where where so were you based somewhere or did you just travel around just travel where the business was ah, okay um, you know i used to
1: travel around the middle east places like saudi arabia where there's no tourism you know you you go there for, re- for business reasons only and you see different philosophies and different ways of dealing with things. But the, the, the simpler approach seems to be the better approach. There's no need to complicate things. And if you can be with that, that point, what's the most important thing for me to be doing? Your answer will never be getting wound up. Because it's yeah. not helping you. And if you deal with the most important thing moment by moment and forget the idea of multitasking, because you can have a whole load of things to do and you can't do more than one with 100% focus, you can switch that focus very, very quickly. So if you're prodding the spuds to see if the spuds are done, it doesn't mean you wait till the potatoes are cooked and then go on to the gravy then go on to the meat. But when you're prodding the spud, prod the spud, Nothing else. Yeah, this idea of, of, of multitasking
0: simply doesn't work. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. Total agreement with you there. From this, it, it, it's, it's um, background into this meditation, and, and and obviously that's brought you to where you are now with the mindfulness, Lester and everything. But I noticed that I think it was on your LinkedIn um, uh, profile um there was a bit about the uh i think you did a role linguist role yes so how many languages
1: i speak german french and italian as, as well as english
0: okay and how did that come about is that come about through the traveling or is it through something or just through a natural interest or
1: no that came about from study my my, my first my first degree is in philosophy and linguistics
0: ah okay okay philosophy
1: is about the way in which people think and linguistics is about the way in which we use language to express those thoughts so words interest me quite a bit okay so is your
0: martial arts really uh, the boxing the martial arts are you saying around that has that really um molded you and formed you at early stage around what you wanted to do. Uh, yes, I'd say so. Yeah. 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 Because my
1: father was a martial artist as well. He was born in India and lived in India before the second world war. And he taught jujitsu techniques to soldiers who were going to fight in the war. But he said to me, the most important opponent that you have to be in control of is the wild horse of your mind because the mind yeah. will take you to all sorts of places if you let it ride and, and without channeling it
0: yeah absolutely I go. i mean i i, I very much can vouch for that and i i if, i was watching uh funny enough recently the um sas um mm-hmm. celebrity one with uh the reason i watched it was tony bellews on it i'm a big i a big boxing fan and I, and I i love tony Bellew and yeah. And he's got his demons, there's no two ways about it. Yes. Uh, and they were coming to the to the uh, forefront for him. Um and it was that mindset I think that Ant Middleton wanted to really push him with because he recognised the fact that there was something there mm. and wanted him to really sort of like go go through it and um he'd got some demons there as Tony. Um, mm. and I think it coming out the back end of it had done him a, a world of good. Um from that um uh, yeah without a shadow of a doubt so I think the, the mind in mind is a is a powerful powerful bloody thing um because I know from my side that um what I went through in 2013 you mm. know I could feel physical pain in my left hand uh, left arm coming up mm. through my chest and things like that. And that but I can actually with thinking and through thought shift the pain Yes. so so I could actually sort of like start saying well it's 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 in my right arm or something and it would actually shift and that's how I started to become aware more mm-hmm. aware around it because I could actually yeah. shift that all the so I thought of thinking it would shift it shifted. so I know it is a powerful mm-hmm. thing and that's and in business you can't you know mm-hmm. mind is where you want it especially mindset a uh, strong mindset um without that mm-hmm. because you have to deal with so many different things you've had other businesses haven't you um, yes, I have. Um, so you've got. Well, we've just been discu- we've just been discussing that you you actually uh, actually just made some sausage red wine sausages and That's sold not, them last yeah. yeah. week, which I thought was fantastic. So, yeah. what other sort sort of businesses have you had and or have you got? And
1: well, the language tuition was a big part of what I did. I used to teach people languages, particularly for business. That was quite useful i've also run various cookery courses over the years i used to do a cooking a cookery course called cooking for blokes oh right okay it went down really well i could definitely do with that There's Basically, no two ways about that cookery and introducing vegetarian cookery as well and i'm now starting to run courses for vegetarian for vegetarian and vegan foods again because there seems to be more of an interest there so Whatever skill set that my wife and I've got, she's an ex-ballet dancer and she runs musical movement sessions in residential homes. We try to pool all of, all of those resources together. Uh, okay. And for three years, I also ran a microbrewery in Leicester in conjunction with a, a publican who who ran a pub that had won pub of the year three times running. So we had a small brewing operation as well.
0: Yeah, oh, fantastic. So you, so you. It's this business aspect is 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 um, is with you this entrepreneurial side has been with you then for a long time yes it has yeah
1: yeah i like to keep my head above water financially i don't, I don't pursue vast amounts of wealth no but i like to learn things and apply things and pass them on
0: yeah so that's that's the thing for me as well is is um i like to I love the teaching side. I love the teaching side, um, yeah and and the, and the, the coaching and everything like that. As it saves you say, the passing on. I'm not particularly interested in this, as you say, wealth. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it's not a fire. Money's not a fire for me at all. No, um, no. It's more more around. Um, I think I've spoke around. It is. Is I'm a big believer of the. Our, the success of our communities comes from the businesses that thrive within it. So if we can get the businesses moving, the communities will be better and things yeah. like that, um, you know, and, and shift it. Um, so that's, yeah, far more, more side of me. And now the one thing I did mean to ask you, cause I normally start off and I forgot to, to, uh, ask you cause we went off and talking about the, uh, the office, uh, high and low of the past seven days. Have you, have you, uh, I've
1: had two highs, actually. The
0: the first high was selling 20
1: kilos of red wine sausages, which I wasn't expecting to do. I just said we're open for orders now. And I'm busy for the next two days making sausages for the weekend.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic, are
1: And Another high was a FTSE 250 company uh, based in Leicestershire, but set set up all over the country. I've been doing some work with one of their main board directors. He's done my mindfulness course. And he gave me his feedback this week to say that he's calmer and more focused and organized both in his work and his, his personal life. So I was really pleased with that.
0: Fantastic.
1: That's super. He's changed his thinking skills to, to drop the irrelevant thinking and to drop the inappropriate thinking as well. And he had problems with anxiety. He was quite open about this. And I said, what do you think anxiety is? He said, well, it's stress. I said, it it is, but it carries elements of fear with it as well, but I said, see it simply as a gap between how things are in reality and how you think they ought to be. And if you drop the story that things ought to be this way and deal with them as they are, the fuel for the anxiety is gone. And I said that to him six weeks ago now and he's been practicing that and working with it trying to see that the problem comes not from what is happening but his idea that it shouldn't be happening and that something else should and i said to him what you need to do is to welcome the present moment as though you had invited it not say this is it i've got to live with this but to say this is what is happening at the moment whether you like it or whether you don't is completely irrelevant It's another layer of thought that you've got to cut through whatever's happening is happening get on with it befriend it learn from it and move on
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that's, i mean that's fantastic two ups there that, that is superb. So are you now going to be working with that corporate business, hopefully moving forward from that, uh, that gentleman uh, doing uh, I hope uh, new so. courses? Yeah, I hope so, because
1: he, he's, he's going to, to report to the main board about this. And of course, if I've added value to one aspect of the business, I can take that to other businesses and say, hey, this is what I've done with these guys. And this is a household name that everybody would recognise. Trade all over the country, FTSE 250. Super. I can take that to similar size companies to say, this is what they've acquired from doing our courses. I can only see that working well.
0: Yeah. The thing, one of the things that we've been discussing, uh, I've had a, a, a discussion with um, uh, Sarah Palmer Granville, who, who you know mm. uh, from that side, and, and others outside of that on LinkedIn uh, communications, is that there's, there's a big, um, not fear, but there's a big um, sort of like realization that coming out the back end of what we're going through at the minute is people, more people working from home, which is going to be actually more of a mental health, um, yeah. possible mental health issue around yeah. it because it's not that easy, um, yeah. working cause you're not got that social interaction so some of that social interaction is missing um also the um mental health side of coming of, of working and what we're going through in that side so there is a there's a a, a sort of understanding that uh, and realization that, that there's going to be a need for a lot of support um, mm-hmm. in the next few months um yeah. and rightly so you know which is where Mindfulness Leicester comes into play. Um, yes, I would hope so. Yeah, oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And, and um, you know, it's um, I, I've known you for uh, a little while now, um, and there's a wealth of knowledge on this and support and everything from mindfulness. Uh, well, all manner gone, Adam, you know, because we very often approach
1: situations with expectations and the longer the list of expectations the greater the list of potential disappointments yeah manage expectation be realistic and if you're going to climb any ladder at all make sure that it's against the right
0: wall yes absolutely absolutely so um what i was going to say to you if because you've had all these number of businesses and that side is, um, what does being a business owner mean to you, to you personally?
1: It enables me to express myself
0: in whatever
1: way seems most appropriate at the time. I can test ideas, I can deliver value to other people. And when I've done that, I can move on to other things, because the person who sits here now is totally different from the person who sat here half an hour ago. We're, we're always changing, and everything is changing, and nothing is permanent. Okay. And Muhammad Ali said that the man who at the age of 50 thinks the same way as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And adaptation and management of change is the most important thing. And I had a real illustration of this. About 30 years ago, I used to do a lot of wedding photography. And I went to a workshop with a guy called Monty Zucker, an American guy who photographed both George Bush's weddings, father and son. And he took a photograph of one of the ladies in the, in the group to show how to photograph somebody using a, a single light and a reflector. And if I hold that up there, white paper, see how my face has gone lighter
0: yeah,
1: and darker. He was just showing us how to do that. He took a shot of this woman as she's walking back to her seat. He flashes up on the screen and everybody applauded. And he said, There's your photo. What do you think? She said, I don't really like it. He said, Honey, in 10 years' time, you'll love it.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's quite good. That is good. That is good. So, you have, you've you've, you've got a lot of, stories and everything and experiences that i, I um, have not uh, known about we've not discussed at all so you, mm. you really have uh, been around and done a lot of things photography linguist brewery microbrewery it mm. was what would you say is the what uh, i can say one of the main th- um things that uh, you've learned in in all of these experiences to do with business um, I think you shouldn't
1: take it yourself too seriously, and you should have a goal in mind. But that's not the most important thing. You've got to set about. You've got to decide how you're going to set about achieving it. Make a plan and stick with the plan.
0: Yeah, I did, i did, I yeah, very much so. Very much so. I did a a, a little brief on the um, on the like the business planning side in in saying that you've got to really have that. Business plan around what you want. I some of it for me as well is is um, this was for me is I, I I needed to know what I wanted for myself. My uh, Simon Sinek I think it is, says know your why and understand your why. Um, and one of those was for me is that is around this community side and building the businesses so the communities thrive mm. um, because I think we we are uh, in desperate need of it. I'm, um, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we can uh, make a difference from that side. And, you know, Yeah. Um, what's been know, one like, of the toughest things you've gone through from a business pr- perspective? You, I'm what's been one of the, mo- the toughest things you've done through uh, the business or learned from the business point of view?
1: Realising that you can't control everything. And being prepared to let go and let others make decisions as well. Rather than trying to micromanage every single step, be prepared to delegate, be prepared to accept that there are other ways of achieving what you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, I'm, I totally agree there because I'm, I'm um, a bit of a control freak and you can't do everything. You've got to learn to delegate. Yeah. Uh, you can't control everything. Got, and definitely gotta let others make some decisions as well. You can't yes. take it all on board because that is what—that is one way I think of of um, really hitting a wall. Taking if you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, um, you've got to re- release some of that, relinquish some of that. Let people that are in your inner circle let them, you know, perform for you as well. Um, you know. Oh, some, that's well, I was quite fortunate when I was young because my, my
1: father's cousin was a comedian called Spike Billigan, who was quite a character.
0: Super bloke. Fantastic character.
1: Yeah. And he said to me once when I was about 14 years old, I was talking about wanting to earn lots of money, that money doesn't necessarily buy happiness.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But then he said, But I believe it does buy a better class of misery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. bloody hell. Spider there's another thing that I've uh, found out about you as well now. My life. (laughs) (laughs) we're going to have to spend a lot of time more talking, I think, Lance, as well. I need to (laughs) um, pick your brains a a, a lot more. So, Mindfulness uh, Lester, how can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? Um, the links and everything I will put in the descriptions and that uh, of the, uh, the, the podcast itself anyway. Um, but and how can we find it? is
1: our website, which is www.mindfullnessleicester.co.uk. It's packed. There's a blog there. There are lots of articles in the FAQ sections. It tells you all about what we do, how we do it, why we do it. And we're, all of our contact details are there as well. Our Facebook page, our LinkedIn details and we can be emailed or telephoned with all, all the details that are on there. We have a Facebook page with which we try to keep up to date.
0: Yeah, you, you've got all your courses on there, haven't you? you, you the yeah. bread one, the Tai Chi and all manner. Yeah, plenty of photographs.
1: Earlier this morning, at six o'clock this morning, I was making tofu because uh, I think there's a little bit of a market all to vegans for that. So there'll be some shots of tofu going up places today. <laughs>
0: fantastic so are these all things that you're uh you, you're um you're selling the the tofu and everything like that yes yeah all right yeah. fantastic have you always have you always done that or is that just something that's come about it's it's just developed i mean i, I like my food and
1: i like good quality food without getting too fussy about it the simple things done well and having traveled a lot and I've got three sisters, two live in Australia, one lives in Italy, which has led me to think they don't like me. A <laughs> thousands of miles away. But the one who lives in Italy is surrounded by wonderful food. So our, our next line will be lemon curd. That's that's coming at the
0: end of next week. Oh yeah, you so see, I like lemon curd. I like marmalade and lemon curd, I do like that. I mean, when, when we're we talking, as we're talking around, lads, we're just prior to us coming on, we were talking around, uh, different things. We were talking around the, the sausage making and that side. And Lance was uh, was saying that um, there's a uh, a festival called Glastonblaby, and um, he's he's he was saying he's actually going to he's got a big paella dish, and he's actually going to make some. Um, well, what what was it you said you were going to make to, and sell on the on the driveway of your of your? Duck of fat, your roast potatoes. Sorry, duck fat, roast potatoes. Potatoes it? roasted in duck fat
1: with garlic and rosemary and a little bit of sea salt and some black pepper. You can hear them in
0: the in the pile of dish now can't you? Yeah, you can, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. but that's the sort of entrepreneur that Lance is. I mean that is that uh, just really brings a smile to me uh, to me face uh, around that. So he's just thinking of all different things all the time, which is brilliant. Um Lance it's been an absolute uh, pleasure. Um As I say, the links and all that for his business will be in the description. Um, And um, I shall catch up with you at some point soon.
1: I look forward to it.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts.